0: Modern Art Podcast, the podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wowing the world over the platform they deserve. I'm your host, Nathan Ragland, and for today's episode, well, I hope you're prepared for a fantastic episode that circles many interesting topics for a conversation fit to be king. Today's guest is Trevor Fraley, an incredible illustrator and comic artist that has worked for Dynamic Comics, Medium, and F-I-Y-A-H, among others, including being the lead comic artist for Disney Villains, Ska. This was a guest that was brought forward to me by my wonderful co-showrunner, Tipsy J. Hartz. And honestly, whenever I was exposed to Trevor's art, I knew he was an instant lock to have on the podcast. So much so that Tipsy also decided to join in on the conversation. So we'll be definitely hearing a lot of the love that she has for Trevor, as well as the love that we have for the stuff that he has worked on throughout this incredible conversation. If you enjoyed Trevor, make sure you support him with the links in the description below. If you enjoy the podcast, make sure you like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. Leave five stars wherever you can. I see that stuff and you know I absolutely love it. If you want to go a little further with that support, hey, we're getting close to the holiday season, and what better way to celebrate the holidays than by ripping some incredible merch from the merch shop from 4th Wall. Link to that will be in the description below, including the incredible new ugly Christmas sweater. Just saying, you would look fantastic! And look, if all you want is an incredible place to where you can meet some of the other artists, meet incredible fans, share what you got going on, and build more of this community maybe you should consider joining our Discord server, the Artist Sanctuary. The group that we have developed through there is already absolutely outstanding. I cannot tell you how much I love and appreciate the people that are in that server. And I think you would be a fantastic addition to that server today. But now, without further ado, please enjoy the Postmodern Art Podcast. I'm just gonna go ahead and say this now because I'm looking at you and, and mm-hmm. like the way you're set up or what, where you're dressed up or whatnot. You remind me so much of my friend that just got married recently. Uh, I got yeah. a fr- I got a friend. His name is a Jay Brinson. Um, he does like little streams and stuff like that as Goons and Tunes, and he's also trying to get into wrestling and stuff. But like, I'm seeing mm-hmm. you for some reason. He's the first person that's coming to mind because you look like very similar. More than anything, sounds like a handsome, like a handsome guy. He very handsome guy. I will give him that. <laughs> He especially at his wedding, he looked really good. Like he made sure that he he came dressed for the assignment. I'll put it like that. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Nice. Ah, goodness. (laughs) Uh, I'm sure it's only a matter of minutes before Tipsy gets in here. (laughs) She. (laughs) Do 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 do
1: do do do. I feel that I do that sometimes too, usually just in my head, but I'm glad that somebody else has that.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, I'm Not sure really. everyone has that like internal dialogue or that internal soundtrack yeah. that just goes on as they're just doing like, you know, little things every day, you know,
1: <laughs> I have stuff like that just like on my Spotify, like yep. I listen to that, like that and like elevator music and Muzak and like, um, I, I went through a big phase and still kind of am in it where like, I just. Listen to like old seventies like mall music, Ooh, like just like 57. while I draw, like yeah, guess, like, like, and it's, I don't know, I just love it so much. Like it's like that, and then you know, like everybody listens to um Lo fi yep. Like yep. everybody listens to Lo-Fi, but I took like a little detour. I was like, "What's what's, what's going on over here?" And I was like, "Oh, it's it's, it's kind of like similar, and it helps me helps me focus." So yeah, that, I'm really a big fan of that.
0: That that's that's a that's an interesting thing for me. Usually, like if I get us like especially lately. So keep – I'll say this. I work a forklift operator, uh, mm. and luckily the the, H or the the safety guy doesn't care enough if we have, like, one earbud in as long as he doesn't see us with that one earbud in or whatnot. Right. Um, let's see. What was I say? So, like, it, it, I'll get, like, a song stuck in my head off of an album, and then I just have yeah. to go and listen to the entire album. This yeah. Past, this past week alone, I've been yeah. listening to <laughs> –
1: this, yeah
0: y- yes yes i was gonna yeah. say, i was gonna say in fact this past week alone yeah. will you let me speak yeah. <laughs> nah <laughs>
1: switch up, switch I, up.
0: I figured you would at least appreciate this tipsy but this past week alone the the normal album and in case i die by or in case i make it by will wood has been stuck in my head and that's been the album that i've been going back and forth to for like the past week or so yep <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so glad you can make it, Tipsy.
2: <laughs> I'm
0: so glad uh, I'm
2: not late. <laughs> hi. Nah, nah, hi.
0: You're not late. We're just early.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys are the one early. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I know you're still
0: fairly new to Discord, but I'll let you know, at least for me sometimes, Discord likes to be a dick to me sometimes. Uh mm-hmm. so that might be a point to where halfway through the conversation I just dip. With no like question or reason whatsoever, that's just you know that's right. not the interview being immediately over. That's just Discord being difficult restarting on me. I'll be right back in like thirty seconds to a minute, and yeah, we'll pick. back okay. you'll just pick back up where we uh, no, left Trevor. off. The
2: what? <laughs> no, Trevor, you're signed to run away as fast as possible nah. from this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um hope
1: the same thing doesn't happen to me because i am not very used to, like you said i'm not very used to discord so well, uh, it hasn't happened to me yet in the very short time i've been on it so hopefully it doesn't happen
0: i mean for me i think it's more of an issue the fact that like i'm using this and i'm recording with an obs so it might be the two systems like clashing against each other a little mm-hmm. bit that that could be it right. I, I i don't know for sure all i just know is it happens so i at least keep he's
2: also from He's also from Ohio, so you have to forget him. I'm not
0: from... Okay, no. She's doing this on purpose. I'm actually from Georgia. That's where I currently am right now.
2: Wait. Oh. No, I actually forgot this side. Are you...
0: No. No. We had we had we had a whole entire discussion about Georgia and Ohio, and like for some reason, like whenever she thinks Ohio she thinks corn, which is not the first thing I think of whenever I think corn, I think like Illinois okla or, or yeah. Nebraska or something along the lines of that, not yeah. Ohio and like it got to the point to where we made it over to Twitter and people some people waspens was defending my side about it like,
1: uh, that's crazy. <laughs>
0: But regardless, no, no, I'm not, I'm not in Ohio. I'm in Georgia. So.
1: Okay. I know that's settled.
0: All right, Trevor, before we really get going, I must ask the icebreaker question of the podcast. If I may, let's say you get to go to a deserted Island on your own accord. It's just you alone with your thoughts. You get to kick back, relax, breathe, get to truly enjoy yourself for a little bit with accommodations. You're not stranded on an Island. It's like a little personal Airbnb thing. Um, to help make sure you don't go completely insane on this island, you could bring one piece of media or one piece of art with you to help with whatever kind of headspace you want on this island. If given this opportunity, what would that one piece be?
1: One piece of media, mm. one piece of art. Hmm.
0: Whatever you consider media or art, as long as just, you know, whatever you consider is under that umbrella.
1: It would have to be a movie. Okay. And it might be, it might probably, probably gonna be an animated movie cause I love those. Okay. Um, I know like, it's very cliche, especially with the, by the talk we're about to have, but it might be the Lion King. Okay. Honestly. Okay. might be the Lion King, or it might be Prince of Egypt. Actually, no. You know what? Emperor's New Groove.
0: No, sorry. Say that one more time.
1: The Emperor's New Groove. Oh,
0: yeah. baby. Okay. You picked a good choice with that one. But I think that will be it. But just out of curiosity, why is that the choice? Why is the one you settled on?
1: Because I was going to say the Lion King because, like, I love that one so much, but also I know it by heart. So I just like played in my head, honestly. Emperor's New Groove, it's hilarious. And I love animation and I like I love it's like it's also I think it also has beautiful animation. I know it's not like something that people think of as beautiful animation when they think of like Treasure Planet or like um like Prince of Egypt or Ghibli. Uh, but with Emperor's New Groove it's that and also it was very funny and it's never it's never disappointed me. Like even after I watched it many, many times. So it'll it'll probably be that maybe, maybe as of right now, today, that one,
0: I mean, it's hard to really go against a choice like that. I mean, it's one of those, like, especially at more as more time passed, people definitely held that near dear to our hearts, like a classic on its own in its own Mm -hmm. right. More than anything else. And I would agree, especially with like some of the transformation animations, like with the, 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 it is some beautiful animations to go with that. Um, Although, I I think I can already hear, like, the bouncing of Tipsy when you were just about to say Lion King.
1: (laughs) You know what? Lion King's always there. Lion King's always in my head. And, like, I don't know, like, Lion King's always been there for me, so it's it's always going to be there. So. All right. That's also the choice, but I'll have it.
0: Fair enough. But regardless, the Emperor's New Groove, that is your answer. You're locking that in.
1: I lock it in today, within these 24 hours, yes.
0: Okay, then. Then... Luckily, within this 24 hours, that will get you more or less a trip to the Postmodern Art Podcast. Welcome, everyone. I am your host, Nathan Raglin. And also, I'm not hosting it alone. Would my wonderful co-host like to introduce herself?
2: Hello, my name is Tipsy J. Hartz. I'm an artist, animator, and I might be your problem soon. Potentially, but that's for for later. For now... He's uh, lying. (laughs) For now...
0: You can support the podcast. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. Uh, check out the wonderful merch shop. There's some incredible new Christmas designs, Christmas ugly Christmas sweaters. That I think you would look fantastic in today. And follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Blue Sky at Postmod Art Pod for future updates and guest announcements, including today's guest. <clears throat> he is an illustrator and comic artist who's worked for Dynamic Comics, Medium, and Fiyah, among others. A creator of things with a sinister style, of the boot. Welcome to the podcast, Trevor Fraley. Let's go. Thank you. Let's go. How are you doing today, Trevor?
1: I cannot complain. I'm glad to be here.
0: Well, we can't complain either. Like I said before, you have been a guest that we have been really wanting to have on this podcast. I know Tipsy has been hounding me to get you on this podcast. Yes, yeah, especially so me. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, with the stuff you're presenting and the, the things you've had a hand in, it was only a matter of time before you got on this podcast, so thank you for taking the time to be here. But before I really discuss the stuff that you have a hand in nowadays, I want to go mm-hmm. back just a little bit and learn more or less the origin story of Trevor. What got you interested in art and animation and, you know, comics in the first place?
1: I think that um in... A- in art in general i think i've always just been drawing okay my mom tells my mom tells me that i've been drawing since i was two and she said i drew this picture of like this bear's foot in like um in perspective which i don't believe because she doesn't have proof of it uh <laughs> but she says this i've been drawing i've been drawing like that since i was two and that's just a story i've just been going with it's, i think it would sound good in a book <laughs> but uh i think i've been drawing for all, all my life and just like when I had pieces of paper or a pencil in front of me, I would just draw, put pencil to paper, and something would come out. Even if it, when I was little, it wasn't that good. Like I, as I grew and grew, I think it just turned into something that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that you could turn this into a, a career at any to any point, especially when I was little. But I hoped. But um, I think that's like the beginnings of it. Uh, but when it came to actually putting this to like my life, okay, not until college like not even not even college when i was looking for colleges okay um that i realized that what i wanted to do with it because i wanted to work for disney when i was younger as many kids do didn't know how to animate i took animation classes and i realized how hard it really is i really commend everybody who works in animation and like especially hand drawn animation because that's what i did um i don't know at all how to do like the the new stuff the computer generated animation but i i love everybody who does it but when I went looking for colleges, I walked into this room and they had like a projector with posters of like and had a whole bunch of characters on. I can't even describe it, but it was just the feeling of being in that room. And I saw pictures and posters and applications for illustration that I didn't know were things. I didn't know illustri- I knew illustration existed, but I never thought of it as something that I would do. I always thought of myself as like I'm going to work for Disney because growing up, people would look at my work and say, "You should work for Disney someday." it's not a good idea and maybe it will happen and maybe i have a little bit well not really (laughs) but like just even that thought and when i walked into that room i was like oh this is what i want to do at least like now this is what i want to do this is what i can apply my my work to and um yeah like that's i think that was like the jump start it's kind of late in life i think because you grow up drawing all the time and then not until you get to an art school do you you get to see other people that surround you. that also want to do that same thing. When you're in high school, you think, Oh, you're, you're the kid that draws, which I was, I was the kid that draws. I was in the yearbook as like most artistic. Well, when you get to college, you're not just a kid that draws, everybody draws. So now you're just a guy who also draws, but everybody else does. So once you get there, you kind of find your voice. I think that's what kind of helped me do that. And I'm still doing it. I think everybody is too, but, uh, I hope to answer your question. I think that's what I got.
0: (laughs) I, I think you answered it. And then some, I mean, just hearing kind of like, obviously having that love from the start of wanting to like, you know, have your hands in art one way or another and going through that whole entire process, not even realizing until you were looking for colleges. Oh wait, this is a possibility. This is something I could potentially yeah. do. I mean, to be fair, I know I've had a similar story when it came to wanting to do filmmaking. I didn't realize until I actually got to college itself. Cause I knew I wanted to go right. on like a media path, but I didn't realize like seeing a movie and then realizing you can make movies is like two different things. Yeah, that
1: yeah, that also happened to me. Um, I'm not sure that's part of the question, but like, the, I, I had similar thing with that too. So I, I, I relate to that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I was gonna say I know, like I've heard, I've had Tipsy on the podcast before. Like for her own episode, she was talking about how like already going through like years of college itself before actually realizing, oh wait, I actually want to be in the animation field. Like realizing. Well, own. The
2: was, well, the thing was with me is that like I never even knew art was a job. Like, I just saw pictures move, and my family, I love them, but they didn't tell me how art works because mm-hmm. none of them are artists. Um, most of them are like doctors or like you know, the more like something that will give you a paycheck every week type of deal. Uh, whereas the field I'm going into, uh, interesting path, <laughs> but um, but it wasn't until I went to like. Commu- I think late uh, high school or like early community college is when I discovered people make art for a living. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, like, you know, it, I, I think what we're trying to say is it's never too late. And seeing, obviously, what you've been able to do at that, you know, quote, unquote, late step and what you've been able to do since then, I think it more than makes up for the years you weren't doing it beforehand. Um.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know what? I think it's like everybody is trying to figure out what they want to do when they want to get to college, like the choosing colleges. is like, what am I, I going to do? Like, what do I want to do? But like, luckily, I had something where from the beginning, I was like, OK, I like drawing. People say I'm good at drawing. Let me go to art school. I didn't know about art school. Uh, honestly, I Honestly, have a very embarrassing story about what happened with that. Because, you know, like, do you, know, you know about RISD, um, Rhode Island? I can't say it's I a, have on top of my head. It's an art school in Rhode Island. And okay. it's like, I think it's very prestigious. Or like, at least a lot of people have been there. It's like, um, if it's not Cal Arts, I think it's like a lot of people went to RISD. I applied to a school in Rhode Island thinking it was RISD. Oh. It wasn't RISD it was Rhode Island University, but I thought RISD was a part of Rhode Island University. And I got in, <laughs> but <laughs> I realized after I got the letter and it didn't have anything RISD on it, I was like, oh, <laughs> not going. So I ended up going to the um, University of the Arts in Philadelphia. Okay. And I, okay. I, think, I think that was very, uh, it, it, I think it helped with the uh, knowing the environment of what being an illustrator would be. Uh, it helped with like, finding new like new people who also have the same passion as you and just like four years of that um, really puts your mind into like oh like it's not really a competition but you're gonna like go against people like in like critiques or like see other people's works and you're like oh you feel bad about it but then like also you have your own style it's a lot of seeing other people's works and comparing your works to other people but that's what's gonna happen in the professional field like it's gonna happen but like all you can do is just like hey I draw this way they draw this way and that's, that's all it's got to be, I think.
0: Would you say yeah. that, like, actually getting to, like, you know, school, uh, Philadelphia Arts or whatnot, that, like, when actually going there, like, was that kind of the moment for you that kind of just clicked from it being just, like, a general love to a passion and truly wanting to make it your career? Or was it the, like, step before realizing, oh, this is a possibility? Like, was there, was there ever that light bulb moment of, like, oh, bulb, this is what I want to do?
1: Yeah, the light bulb moment was when I walked in, like, when I was looking for colleges, they had, like, the open house, you know. You walk in and you, like, see all the different – um. Uh, like majors, and I didn't know what I was looking for w- was illustration. Okay. I went to a different, I went to a different school in Philadelphia because it's like close to New Jersey. I went to a different school in Philadelphia, and it was um, the Art Institute, and they had a, gra- a graphic design like program. I don't want to do graphic design. I didn't know I didn't want to do graphic design. I didn't know there was a difference between illustration and graphic design until I got there, and I was like, mm, I don't think I like this that much. Mm. And then when I went to the University of the Arts. Which people get very confused about when I like mention, they say, "Oh, you went to the art institute." No, I went to the University of the Arts, and I don't get like snippy with it, but it's like it's very common, like <laughs> like everybody does it. But I went to the, uh, University of the Arts um, open house, and I walked into that room, and I had a, they had a projector on the screen, and they just had like a slideshow of posters and book illustrations. They Didn't even really have comics, but like the book like, like children's books illustrations, I was like, "Oh my god, this is it." Like, if it's not animation, which I think if I don't do myself, I would like to participate in the animation process of, like, um, character design or, like, um, concept art. In and in any way possible, like, even if I, like, did something like a story and then it got eventually moved into, like, an animation story, I think that would be one of my dreams. But, like, that's, like maybe we're getting too far. But <laughs> That's just... Um, <laughs> i I, just, I love that idea so much, and going and having a light bulb moment when I walk into the open house was probably like one of the the most important moments of my life I think
0: I mean that's that's extremely valid more than anything else and for for the people out there, I can determine the difference between the Arts Institute and the School of the Arts of Philadelphia. See the School of the Arts of Philadelphia is a wonderful school that Trevor went to, and the Art Institute it's a scam um <laughs>
1: I didn't say that. I don't endorse that. I don't know what's going on with
0: them. Yeah, I was honestly, just saying, didn't they just close down like almost all their institutes or something like that? Or they might, they
1: might have, they might have. But
2: this podcast think... is brought to you by the Art of Institute. But why?
1: I didn't say that. <laughs> i would say
0: disclaimer: This is a joke. Disclaimer: yeah. This is a joke. Uh, <laughs> anyways, but I, I I love that you know, obviously you want that kind of. Interested to that art because obviously a lot of people, you know, like admired your art, uh, you know, beforehand, and like we're talking about like, yeah, you know, especially when it get into animation, people saying like, oh my god, you know, you should you should work for Disney, you should be with Disney and stuff right. like that. Was Disney like a major influence of your art? What would you say is like some of the biggest influences on your art style?
1: My art style, um I don't think it's funny because even now I don't think I have like a set style. Okay, but I'm very I'm very influenced by a couple of movies. And I know it's like kind of cliche and people like bring it up now. But when I was realizing it, I didn't see it brought up as much as on Twitter. I didn't even have a Twitter while I was thinking this. But like when I was younger, I didn't watch a lot of Disney movies. I saw The Lion King. Mm-hmm. I saw like, a, I don't know, even know what I saw. I didn't watch Disney Channel, which they show like, oh, what's the Disney movies on? But then like something clicked. I don't know. Even I was like going into like sixth grade maybe but before that like i know like people younger they watch like all the disney movies i watched lion king for all of my life that was like the one constant mm-hmm. but other movies like i was n- never interested in. and then one day i don't know what was the 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 switch that flipped but i think i watched either tarzan or hercules and i was like oh this is great this is great like i like I liked this a lot i didn't think much of it and in, in in the realm of this is what Is inspiring me now but i can see now that it has it's like to draw people because i'll admit as a lot of other artists who do like focus on characters i'm not very good at backgrounds i try (laughs) i I try my best i I will i will always try to learn uh but i'm very focused on characters and hercules and uh, tarzan were very like influential just like you can see like the like all the Um, joints and everything like that and all like the 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 body parts the move and stuff like that like this is it's very front and center and it helped me draw people even though i know they're very stylized it helped me be able to look at like the human form and then when i got to art school i was like oh i kind of get this like some people i guess maybe are like when you go to art school you're not used to like drawing a, a naked body uh, but we did that all the time in our school, as as many people will say. But I felt like very comfortable, just like okay, this is how it goes. It's just a, it's just drawing the form. It's like you're not drawing somebody who's like, I guess you are drawing somebody who's nude on a on a pedestal right here. But you're just drawing the form. You're trying to get this right so you can draw your own characters in the way that you draw it. But um, I think those two were really like like in hindsight, they were really influential to me.
0: I mean, two great choices, if I do say so myself, like not just obviously with the stories themselves, but like the way each of those characters were presented in for each of those like in very different ways, but also like very Disney-esque at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, you know, Hercules, I mean, with all the different designs that they presented and such with all these different gods and demons and stuff, like really good influence on there. But like the Tarzan, the more human-like, but yet still fairly animated way that they constructed mm-hmm. humans, like... I especially seeing your art style now, I could definitely see a strong influence on that, and I can imagine like especially with one concept that I was able to see as I was doing my research on you that I wanted to just briefly touch upon, and that was the okay. senior thesis that you have called Orca. Now, yes. I I was only able to briefly see what you had presented or whatnot, but what exactly was Orca, and what uh, other than you know you needed to do an assignment, what was more or less like yep. the inspiration for it?
1: It's funny because. When you get to art school, you had to do um, a senior thesis, and I was really blanking. And you see, like, before you graduate, you see, like, other people's theses, like, throughout the years, when the year's out, done, they, they present them all. They have them all displayed, like, in the in the main hall in college, and it's like, oh, what is my idea going to be? For three years, you think, what is what is my idea going to be? and i was when it came to my fourth year i was stressing i was really like i don't know what's gonna be i want to do like maybe something concept already but i don't have an idea for what it's gonna be i had a dream one (laughs) night and i came up with this world and these characters they weren't fully formed but i had like visions of these characters and i was like okay and i woke up drew like drew a couple sketches and some of the sketches actually made it to like the actual final thesis because this is a concept art book. So it was like the first things that came to my head. And I was like, okay. okay, these need to make it in here. But I had the characters' images in my head. I had to fill out, fill it out with some kind of like loose story because it wasn't like a full movie. It was just like a concept art book. Mm-hmm. um Name the characters, which I love doing. One of my favorite favorite things to do ever. I sometimes come with the names before I come up with the characters. Okay, but. um it was just a story about and in hindsight it doesn't make that sense. Cause I was really just like going off my dream. It's about a girl who like quote unquote was the universe and like in like a like a a, a body. Okay. <laughs> and she doesn't she doesn't know it. And her mom's like the villain and her dad's like the I don't know, like her hero and stuff like that. She has a brother. Um it was basically like these humanoid characters but they're like on a different planet and a different t- like time because like she's the universe but she's also like in the universe i guess it's, it's very loose and it's very crazy and i i drew them again like later on and i could like refresh and uh, maybe think about it more to make it make more sense and maybe turn into something who knows maybe 10 years from now we'll look back on this and it's like oh that actually became something maybe it's a netflix movie or maybe netflix is defunct who knows But (laughs) if we're lucky, Um, (laughs) but um, yeah, that's just that's just an idea I had for my senior thesis. I made it into a concept art book, made the art book by hand because I didn't have as I was coming up with the pages, I didn't have the time to send it to a printer and then have it come back to me in time for the senior thesis. So I made it by hand, which for someone who doesn't know how to make a book, and I googled everything, I think it came out pretty well. Okay. If you want, if you wanted to present it like as your senior thesis, maybe it could have been a little bit better. But I like when we um, presented them, and we like had to mount them. I was like up and like in the very like when you walk into the hall that it was in, it was like, one of the very first ones you see. So I was like, okay, That's all I can. I'm glad that happened. Yeah, I didn't get, I, I didn't win anything because like at the end they have like a like a um not like a contest, but like I guess it's kind of like a contest, but they like award certain people like certain things i didn't get get one but i was just glad to have it up in the front it was, I, was, I was glad i was happy and i still am and i'm very uh gracious about it
0: i mean even then like from what i've been able to see from the little glance of it from your portfolio what I, it looked absolutely stunning like the characters like very unique and like the, the story itself like looked to be something intriguing more than anything else mm-hmm. like it was something that like I wish it was more than just a senior thesis because, it, especially as you were describing it or whatnot, I'd love to see you like potentially toy around with this concept, tinker with it, and see how far you could potentially go with it.
1: It comes back every so often. Like, it comes back to my, like, the, the front of my mind. I'm like, oh, maybe I should turn this in, into something. But then I see something that's like kind of, it's been in my mind for so long. I see a lot of, um, movies or shows that kind of remind me of it like a lot and I'm like uh maybe not <laughs> it kind of exists already <laughs> but like but in my mind I'm like I thought of that first they've been looking at my website I don't know uh and I'm like that's absurd uh maybe not but like it's I do that with a lot of my ideas in my head sometimes I'm like maybe I should have pulled the trigger on that like three years ago because now it's like very popular and very close to my idea but Maybe I'll 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 try to work harder on that, but like I, I see that a lot, especially with the Orca one, and maybe uh, I'll let people forget about things that have happened already, and I'll, then I'll pull the trigger on it, <laughs> and they will be like, "Oh, that's very influenced on that thing, but not a copy."
0: I'll, I'll say, I look, I know from personal experience, this is podcast idea or whatnot, this is a concept mm-hmm. that I've been toying around with ever since I was in college, like years ago, only yeah. in college, I was going to see if I could focus more on like directors and writers and such, like the people that mm-hmm. have more of a creative head and stuff like that. And I just wanted to focus on the origin story aspect of it themselves, like how they got to the point to where, where they were. But I'm glad right. I kind of, you know, stewed on this idea, expanded it to include a bunch of artists and stuff. Because, you know, including artists such as yourself that deserve an opportunity and deserve a platform for this kind of stuff. I think I made the right choice at the end of the day. Um, yeah. <laughs> as Tipsy could probably attest, because in fact that, you know, she's part of this. Um, <laughs> yes. uh, but obviously, you know... Getting that experience in college and toying around with a concept like this, like it's incredible stuff like that, but you know, obviously you're working towards a goal and that's to work in this kind of industry and stuff. I can only imagine what some of the opportunities you've had. I want to talk about one of the biggest ones right now that you potentially have. What was it like being able to create the concept that is renewable and G that was a very interesting concept that I was looking yep. at your your stuff like that. Like what exactly was this comic concept or comic book or whatnot? And how did you get that opportunity?
1: So uh, I work with a man named uh, Brian Winkler, and we we've done. Um, I did a comic with him called Agent G. Okay, and that was something like completely separate. I know it was like renewable and like, uh, but it's, it's completely different. But I worked with him on a, a little comic that was based on um, uh, Michael Bolton and Kenny G as like action heroes in like the eighties. Wha- wait, time out. What? <laughs> huh? Th- that sounds had, like, awesome. One- yeah. And you know, I I kind of wanted like go back into it, but I did it when I was like very new to like, not very new to like digital art, but like very new to like the comic format and like how to like actually make comics. But um, I think if we like went back and worked on that more. That would be, I think that would be like a hit, and like I'd pro- I pro- I had like a better following on um social media now. So if I like promoted it, I think it would be a big hit. But uh, yeah, we did that. And then he had some other projects that were basically um, I forget the, I forget the state it was for. But it basically, there was this um, company for renewable energy that wanted like to introduce kids to uh, renewable energy and like uh, other forms of energy. And they wanted a character at first, just like a, like a mascot for it. And then there was a comic that they wanted, so I did one comic for them. I forget what the first one was. Um, I forget what the first one was. It was, it was. it was kind of so long ago. Like I forget what the first one was, but. I did three in total, and as I kept on doing the character, I was like, oh, I like this a lot. I think that's what kind of brought me to my style of comics, because before that, I hadn't done, like, before that and the renewable, I mean, before the Agent g comic, I hadn't really done any comics. Like, I've always wanted to do illustration, but i was always focused on the character design Mm -hmm. portion of it, which I still am. Like, I love characters. I love designing characters so much. It's like, it's... I love it so much but I never even thought about doing comics okay like it was always there and people would be like oh you should do comics you know when people come up to you and it's like oh you should do my children's book oh you should do a comic Mm. but I never thought of actually like doing it for like real money (laughs) I guess like for like like, a real thing and then when I did those I was like oh that's really that's really cool I have like this under my belt this is something that I've done as a comic and I enjoy doing it so maybe I can do some more didn't think much of it after that, and that was, maybe I've done, like, some other, like, personal comics that I've done before, like, I've done, like, little, like, strips before that were, like, mine, mm-hmm. I never did, like, uh, like a long-form comic or a, um, a graphic novel or anything like that, so this, that, that was all new to me, but I enjoyed the time I had with it.
0: I mean, I can imagine. I mean, I I thought the character designs were absolutely incredible, especially for like a renewable energy, you know, promotional guide, more or less. Um, And like you talking about this stuff actually brings up another question I meant to ask just a little bit sooner. Like, I I, I don't think we've had many like dedicated illustrators on this podcast before. So I'm I'm curious, like, how exactly does a person get into illustration? Was it like for you to get like an opportunity? Like, how do you get an opportunity to work in illustration?
1: Very, it's a very abstract process for me, at least. Okay. Um, When I was in high school, my first job, like my first like actual job, even though it wasn't like on a payroll, I was a caricature artist. Okay. And uh, I went. I used to go to these programs in a town like near me during the summer, and this one guy came in and was teaching us how to do caricatures, and and he was like, "Oh, you can do this and and set up, and you can charge two hundred dollars an hour." I was like, "What?" And I was like, "Oh." Okay, I want to do what you're doing, and then he <laughs> taught us how, to do, told us how to do characters, and then I got like like pads and like a like a portable easel, and then my art teacher in high school was like getting me my first job, and and then I had hands out business cards because my aunt like does business cards, so it's like oh I had business cards and I had a business going, I did that like here and there, probably up until the pandemic. Okay, from from age 16 to the pandemic, I kind of did that like on the side, so I had that, I had some kind of like. Social media presence because I had to have like a social like a Facebook page for the caricatures, right? And then it wasn't really like illustration in the way that like a lot of other people do it. And I didn't know at the time that like I said before college, I didn't know it was, it was a time you could do illustration like that. But having a uh, social media presence and business cards and everything like that gets people's eyes on your on your stuff. And I think that's pr- kind of like what like wedged me in there just a little bit for illustration as a whole having uh, a bachelor's in illustration kind of helps yeah at least for me at least for me So when i got out of college that's when like it really i really got there and when you get out of art school it's like what are you going to do unless you have a job like set up already or you had um uh what's how's it called um i don't know, i i forgot it they had like a, like you worked while you were in college doing art
0: Okay, like a work study thing.
1: Yeah, like a, like a work study thing. Like I had a work study, but it never had to do with art. Like, okay. um, but unless you had that and you had like experience, it was like very hard. Even now, it's very hard to get like art jobs or illustration jobs. And I turned to Twitter.
0: Okay.
1: And so I turned to Twitter, and I was like, I was on Twitter all the time, like posting my art. And then I want to say the biggest thing that got me to where I am right now is a tweet I made in 2017. I posted a few pictures, uh, like, of illustration. None of them related at all. One of them was, like, of Kendrick Lamar. One of them was, like, this, this girl wearing a leather jacket. One of them was, like, a, a tarot card. And I said, hey, if you could share this, it would really help with my illustration, um, like, passions. It like, I really wanted to break into the industry. I said, I had I mentioned at the time that I was a, a, a black illustrator, and people really got mad about that when it started getting big. Because it, it <laughs> They're like, why you have to mention that? Why you have to mention that? Like, well, it worked. (laughs) Because, like, it got, like, that's the first thing that, that's the first tweet I ever made that, like, broke, like, a a hundred retweets. And it got to, like, 3,000 retweets or 3,000, like, impressions. And that really got me, like, up there. And, like, people started, like, email. So many people emailed me in that first week Mm -hmm. that I took on so many jobs that I didn't know what I was in for. And they weren't, like, huge jobs. They were just, like, people looking for an illustrator. Some people I still, like, talk to today, still, like, kind of work with work with today, but Twitter really gets eyes on your work, and unlike Instagram, which I'm not really a fan of when it comes to sharing your artwork, but I still do it, kind of, is that people get to see your art, and they get to know your personality. They get to know the person, and they, and they see what you can do, so they have more incentive to give you an opportunity they just see your if they just see your art on instagram yeah it's like you have great art but are you good to work with i guess is the, is the way it works um and up until elon Musk started like messing with twitter i love twitter <laughs> and i'm gonna keep on calling it twitter i will never call it x same so like up until like recently twitter was like my favorite place to go i still go on it i still like have friends on it that i've made from from um from twitter but it's kind of not the same. I feel like it would be harder for people trying to break into it now because the algorithm is jacked up. But back then, like just like posting art all the time, and then eventually you get like you get you get a hook. Somebody, somebody with a thousand followers retweets it. And it's like there you go, there you go. And then it's, it's like a train, and it's like and it might not be like huge like compared to like now, but back then it helped so much, and I'm grateful for like. Even trying. So I think having a social media presence somewhere, I don't know where it would be right now, but I think really helps and I think that's what really got me into like got me on people's radar.
0: I feel like the big place nowadays, and I mean people that might not consider it as much of a social media platform, but I feel like TikTok's like the big place now. Like a lot of people getting so discovered because of a yeah. a TikTok that they post. I could be wrong on that. I don't use TikTok that much. I need to be better about it for the podcast sake. Um I feel you.
1: I feel like cuz I I have a TikTok account for my art stuff but I don't know how to make videos like that man. Oh, like I don't I don't record a lot of the stuff I draw. I don't use an iPad which is like makes it very easy to record what you draw. I don't use Procreate. It's very hard for me to use Procreate. I like using a tablet. I like I know that people don't like Photoshop or Adobe. I don't but my job pays for it so I don't have to pay for it. So go. I so I use it. And that's all I like, if I don't have that job anymore, I don't know what I'll do. Maybe I'll go to Procreate, but as of right now, I use it. I love it. I've been using it for years. Um, and yeah, I don't know. TikTok is very is very elusive to me. I'm on it all the time. A lot of funny stuff on it, but I don't know exactly like <laughs> how to work it. <laughs> Like I don't know how to work Discord.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey, we got there together. We're doing a good call so far with yeah. Discord. So maybe it's just a matter of tinkering around, tinkering around with it. Maybe you're know, figuring out at some point. Maybe you could hit something on the algorithm. I mean, maybe. I know a big thing I could probably hit on that algorithm is quite possibly the biggest thing you've had an opportunity to work on and probably yes. the main reason why we wanted to bring you here for the podcast today and that's getting an opportunity to work on Disney Villains Scar. Now yes. I, yes. I'm genuinely curious at least in the first spot, uh, first place how did this opportunity come to you in the first place? How did you get an opportunity to work with such a a legendary character and help bring that to, to life in comic form?
2: And how does it feel to be God's favorite? Oh my
1: god, like, <laughs> That almost isn't a joke <laughs> because literally like almost out of nowhere, the the editor of Dynamite Comics comes in my, uh, my Twitter DMs. It's like, hey, when oh. we work on a project, and I'm like, yeah, sure. Can't tell you much about it right now, but um, we'll tell you about it soon. And I was like, last year, like late last year, probably like December. Don't know what it is. Don't know what it possibly could be because no, m- mind you, Scar was the first one okay so there wasn't there wasn't like a like an idea or or an inkling i could have had and it's like he said it was like a disney thing i was like oh interesting the fact that he could have said any disney thing but he said lion king and then he said scar i was like what (laughs) i can't believe this and at the time i was going to work on something else at the same time as it and and like i thought i could do it i was like oh maybe i can Maybe i can do both the other one got like canceled, like mid, like not even mid, 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 mid ah, midway through. Like at the very beginning, I did a couple sketches, and they were like, "Oh, actually, we don't have the funds for." Uh, not the fact that we had the funds for it. So, so something went behind the scenes of like the writing team, like like couldn't like make like a deadline, so that never went, went never went through. But as I started working on Scar, I was like, "Oh, I'm so glad that the other one didn't go through," because like there's no way I could have done both of these. Right. No way, no no way. But, like, the fact that I was able to work on Scar, the fact that this opportunity came, it was, like, a godsend. Never in my life would I have thought that it would have came just, like, out of the blue. I thought it would have, like, I don't know. It was so surreal. It's so crazy. Like, just to get that DM, especially on Twitter. Like, thing, something I've been, um, like, boosting up this whole podcast. Like, the fact that I got that in my DMs, it was crazy. It's insane.
0: Which really shows that, you know, hey, maybe the worst things don't always come from Twitter DMs. And maybe if, you know, Elon Musk would stop messing with how Twitter DMs work or whatnot, maybe more cool opportunities like this can come to certain artists. Just saying. Probably. Uh,
1: <laughs> but, I, like, I, I guess crazy. I,
0: I, I was going to say, I can only imagine how crazy it is for you to get to work on something like this. I mean, for those who don't know what exactly... Uh, yeah, for me saying, for those who don't know. But regardless, like, for those who don't know, what exactly is this Disney villain Scar? And I can only imagine, like, how is it for you to be able to, to, to toy with something like this?
1: It's... It, okay, so Disney villain Scar is basically what happens in between... Oh, man. I'm I'm, I'm just even thinking about it. It's, like, making me frazzled. Because, like, I can't believe it happened. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, what's Scar doing in between... Um. Or after like Simba born and stuff like that and like, like like what what's he doing in the background? What's going on behind the scenes with him? And like why? Like what is his motivation to like go against Mufasa and Simba and everything like that? Like so, in order to like, I can't believe it's real, honestly. just like, to, like just like work on that. The fact that like, I cannot believe it. I cannot stress this enough. Um. <laughs> because I had never done like a like a high profile uh, comic before and to work on that it was like a dream come true and just to work on Scar one of my favorite villains ever not just Disney villains was just like the design of them everything I'm like oh my god and then like how, like to do it justice I'm like oh man I, I gotta like I, I gotta do this some kind of justice but like maybe not the exact same way they did it like in the 90s but like try to put a little spin on it right but, um because the story has a little spin on it. it's a little, little mature it's a little, little like wild things are going on in that story
2: it definitely um, is
1: yeah so like i gotta like try to like do something a little different with it um i know not like everybody's gonna love it but i try to like spin it a little bit so yeah that's what disney villain scar is for issues uh yeah Love
0: it. And I can only imagine, especially for you, getting an opportunity to, to not just tinker with a high-profile thing, but to basically be the illustrator for the new canon of Scar and stuff. Like, th- we were joking about being God's favorite. You were basically playing God for this, like, beloved story. That had to be, like, a surreal experience.
1: It didn't. It, I'll tell you what, it did not hit until... I looked on the, like, I'm not even sure if someone shared it with me or I found it, but I looked on, like, the Lion King wiki, Okay. and then you see a, I see a picture of myself on there. Ooh. And it's like, okay, that's cool. The thing that really hits is when you see, like, characters and they have their own page on it, as a picture I drew of that character. Original character. Not, like, it's Chuck Brown's character, the, um, the author, but... The fact that like there's a picture of something I drew and it has like a like isn't it, Wikipedia is not official or like the wikis aren't official but it makes it feel so real. <laughs> like you
2: know you made it if you made it on the wiki.
1: That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like I didn't like I didn't really think of how how much it affected like the lore or the, the canon of everything. Um, I know there's people arguing about it on Reddit. I've seen it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's when you know I, you've made it when people on Reddit yeah. are arguing about stuff
1: that you've had a hand in. I was I was looking as I was wrong, like as I was doing each issue and I was like seeing people's reactions to it, like some people were like some people were, were like, oh, this isn't like the, the line guard and everything like that. And I was like, man, like some things are gonna shift a little bit like when a new age um, this, this is the new thing.
2: I'm sorry. I'm gonna be the one to say this. Uh, fuck the Lion Guard.
1: <laughs> Look, I haven't seen the Lion Guard. Same. I think it looks cool. I, I know they brought Scar in it. I, I think that's pretty cool. But I, I can't say much, uh, much about it. I mean, if I, they, I'm not sure if it's done or not. If they wanted me to it, work on it, that would be awesome. Right, it's, so it's it It's
2: over. It's over. <laughs> okay. It's done
0: again where so. you realize we're talking to a, a a below like person that holds the lion king near and dear in this call yeah. okay
2: excuse me 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 fucking too but that's I what i was saying no
0: that's what i was saying that's what i was saying you're the person that holds it more near and dear like don't get me wrong i love it but i love like the, the original film the second one one and a half was even great and such but like oh, one and yeah, half. yeah i know right and like but, like, you know, I haven't had a chance to watch The Lion Guard. I You know, I, I remember the original Timon and Pumbaa series. That was classic. Mm-hmm. That was great. But Absolutely. <laughs> but, regardless, like, even then, just having this little, like, fun, obviously talking about this fan interaction or whatnot and how much we love this IP, the fact that you right. yourself, I can only imagine, like, I, going back to what I was originally saying, it has to be surreal just seeing people, like, how... Like, how big was it for you to see how much of an impact you kind of had on this community, on the Lion King beloved diehards?
1: There was, um, I have a Facebook page too, like for my account. So I don't usually use it as much, but like, there was an account. Um, I forget what it was really, really for, but I think it was like the main, like, Lion Guard account, or maybe the Lion King account, but it had the Lion Guard um, icon on it. Mm-hmm. They would share every single update that would come up, like, every single thing they would, like, whenever there was like an announcement, they would know when the, when the books would be released before I would, <laughs> so I would find out when it was released after they posted. So I'm like, oh, okay. Then that, that's that's when it's coming out. That's when I would tell people it was coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I see people they're like who love Lion King like that, and they like they're sharing like my work. Whenever I saw it on like on any social media that I didn't personally post, it was so surreal and so like mind blowing. Like you don't ever like I never. I always dreamed of working on something with the Lion King, but since like the Lion King came out in the '90s, and there doesn't need to be anything new with the Lion King in the current day. Not yet. Across, yeah, but like when, like when this came across my desk, I was like, I can't believe it. I would like pace back and forth, thinking was like, "Nah, this is a dream. Can't be real." And then it is, and you do it four times. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's and, like, I just, and then you also do the covers, and it's just like. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think it was possible, but now that it is, let me tell you something. I know the Lion King so much. I used to work at Amazon, and I would, I would. You can't have headphones in at Amazon. You can't like listen to music. So you just like scanning boxes and just like putting boxes in on a pallet and stuff like that. I would play the Lion King full, the full movie in my head just to pass the time. <laughs> That's how much like I was with the uh, I love the Lion King, and the fact that this the story I was able to work on the story it was like it makes no sense. <laughs>
0: I, I imagine whenever you're working for amazon you clock in the work and you see so you step in Slovenia, yeah. <laughs> i, would, I would
1: try to save some time so i'll do nothing for a little bit and like maybe like play the prince of egypt as much as i could like in my head like oh, i know a little bit of prince of egypt but the lion can i know all the way through yeah. so i would do every song so just like even stretch him out so to stretch out the time i had so yeah it was it's amazing
0: get to lunchtime i have a lovely bunch of coconuts standing mm-hmm. in the middle of the road <laughs> no i mean that that's incredible to know that obviously like how much it mean not just to the fans but also to yourself like getting in, with how much this movie obviously had an impact on you at the end of the oh. day so like fan reception aside i'm wondering like about the experience itself how incredible was it for you to really like bring this thing to life because i can only imagine how incredible like the like seeing the story and realizing you were gonna have to be the one to like draw these individual characters like it had to be a certain point to where you were just like i i can only imagine how exciting but also how challenging it was to make sure you nailed this
1: it's very challenging because it's like just like trying to find out where all these characters are located especially in an african savannah because like you're trying to make these backgrounds look Different from each other, and let let you know where all these characters are. It's like I, I looked at past Lion King comics that I like that I didn't personally read. I didn't personally have them in front of me, but I would go on Google and look at like past Lion King comics that I guess they had in the nineties. Mm-hmm. And like seeing those, like referencing those, like not like directly, but just like trying to figure out how to s- set these scenes, how to make these characters look like they're doing something, and make these characters look like they're moving, or like put them in a scene that's interesting. It's very—it's a very challenging thought, especially before you do anything. Once the first one was done, I realized like what I could and couldn't do, and what worked and what didn't work, and they ch- keep on building off of that. Okay. As the first one gets done, like as the story go- goes on, there's more, there's different locations, so like it gets more like intricate, and you can like try to separate them from other locations. But sometimes it's really character focused which I love. Um, and then you event characters too, because like they're at first they're just written characters on a page, and then you got to make them look a little bit different from each other. They're lions; they're all lions. So you got to like come up with your own designs for them that haven't been in the movies or any version of the movies or any version of the shows. Mm-hmm. It's very it's a, it was a very challenging task, but I did my best, and I believe that it, it worked out
0: i mean i think it absolutely worked out seeing the incredible work that you put in the amazing details that you put with the characters both new and old i mean we saw the cover like the covers alone are a testament to itself like just how gorgeous and stunning and like like vibrant it is to like look at those like definitive like photos i i i'm genuinely curious obviously you you did 40s you've had Mm -hmm. several opportunities to draw incredible stuff what was your favorite thing to draw? Whether it be a particular moment or a cover that you did, what was your favorite thing out of all four?
1: Easily Rafiki. Rafiki. Easily. Okay. Easily. Easily. Like he's, he's the most humanoid character in the bunch. Okay. So it's like, the, just to mm-hmm. draw him doing anything with his hands. So it's like, it is. I think in the in the first yeah, in the first issue, he's like beating up these vultures. Like throughout the whole page, it's just beating them up, like going going ham on them, and just the fact I could do that. I loved it. Like no other character, really. I guess like you could argue that like some meerkats could do that because they have like hands and stuff like that. But I don't know. That was so freeing to me with a care with um a book where all the characters are quadrupeds Mm -hmm. that like this one can hold a staff and swing it and like like run and like and and do these certain like humanistic things. Um, that was one of my favorite like experiences doing it. Like I love um drawing the vultures too. Because, like, they were, like, they were like original characters, but, like, I think Lion King has had vultures in some kind of media before. So I referenced them, but I also, like, tried to put my own spin on it, but also referenced the vultures from um, The Jungle Book. Okay, yeah. And, and, and I, okay, uh, yeah. I, I think that, like, helped, like, try to figure out what the visual language of the whole story was going to be. Because I think what the story asked for a more mature uh story for the lions but then when the vultures came on it became a little bit more comedic okay so i tried to figure out like like a balance between the two because there's like some shows or some movies that have characters that are so disconnected but it still works like mufasa like we should see the characters like mufasa and like tomona puma in the same movie one of them like the two of them are very comedic and mufasa is like a very like regal majestic looking character but they both look like they belong in the same movie even though they're not they never stand next to each other in the movie. Mm-hmm. I think they both work. I think Simba's like the adult Simba's like the middle ground between those two like a very regal Mufasa and then like the very like funny looking um characters Timon and Pumbaa. So I try to do the same thing with um the vultures really. And then I think like most other characters in it, like kind of look more so like regal re- more regal animals like like Scar and like even the wildebeest that I I did so this is a visual language that you try to keep to, and hopefully, I did that while I was doing. it. I mean, I think you
0: you did it then some with some of the incredible designs that you have. Again, both either trying to like put your own spin on some classic designs, or like really bringing forth these incredible characters that you know fit in this world one way or another. I mean, I right. from what I've been yes. able to see from these comics, like, you did a phenomenal job. And I could gush a whole lot about it, but I know Tipsy has at least a good couple of questions about this. So, Tipsy, this you have the floor. What do you want to ask Trevor?
2: I want to ask many questions, but um, you never answered how does it feel to be God-? <laughs> <laughs> what
0: 11? She, she how said
2: does you it never... Feel to be- how does it feel to be God's favorite?
1: Oh, I mean, great.
2: That's great. <laughs>
1: Amazing, actually.
2: But um would it, is it does it count as spoilers if I talk about uh what's going on in the comics or uh do you want me to kind of keep it a hush hush until probably like next or?
1: I don't know. It's been out for a little bit. I mean,
0: I mean, I was going to say, push come the chef if you're worried about spoilers, we can say right here, if you're listening right now and you do not want spoilers for this comic yeah. series, there will be a timestamp in the description to when the spoilers stop, okay?
2: Yes, okay. so please read all four issues or else I will not stop talking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but ask away on your very spoilery question, Sipsy
2: yes Yes. so um when it came to certain parts of the stories and stuff like that um so you were the illustrator and i'm sure somebody else was in charge of the writing portion is that correct
1: yes Yes, i did the I basically i I didn't color it there's a a colorist um and i did the like the initial sketches then i did the inks and Ah. except except for the covers i illustrated and colored the covers that i did
0: Who's the, right? I think what she was asking, who's the writer for the
1: series? Oh, the writer of the series is Chuck Brown.
2: Okay. Okay. Um did you ever communicate with him when it came to like uh scenes or did you guys like throw each other ideas like what what was that team process like for y'all?
1: It's very interesting and it probably was going to surprise you that I have never spoken a word to Chuck Brown.
0: Wow. <laughs> wow. Like,
1: like I think in the very beginning of the of the process like I like emailed them and then I think the editor like like intercepted it and kind of gave me like the the, the editor was very um like the translator between um make the writer and the artist and even like even the colors I never talked to so like it was it was a very um like i didn't i don't have, i don't have any complaints about it it was just it was very like here's the information got any questions ask me and then i'll ask him and then we'll send, send it back to you i think that was like the system they were going with and i had no i had no problem with that also it was like one of the first times i've ever done anything like this so i was like i don't know if this is how it actually works but um yeah that, that was basically what it was like uh and like we follow each other on like like social media and stuff like that but like there was never during the actual um process there was never like Communication uh, about the story at all, and it was really like my interpretation, and then my questions to the editor, and then the answer, the answers that the editor gave me.
2: What was like the what was the scene where you were just like so proud of?
1: Mm. There's a couple. I'm, I'm mad I don't have it right in front of me. I have them like behind me, but I'm not gonna get them right now. <laughs> but one like. One that proved to me that I could do this was was the Rafiki scene. Like I mentioned, that um, when he starts beating up the the vultures, and I don't know, just like even even for that just to be in the first the first issue, I was like, this is this is so cool. I love I love where this is going. I love what's happening here. You get to see a side of characters that you haven't seen before, and for me to like present that to people, like the Rafiki is like a badass that like just like cool. You see that in the movie a little bit. But like mm-hmm. I try to make him go like like rage on these <laughs> on these vultures. Like he's he's out for blood. Well um maybe not for blood. Maybe I shouldn't say that. But like he's he's trying to protect Scar in a in a way that you don't see in the in movies and stuff like that. So like he's very like kind of fatherly or like almost like an uncle. So to put that to the page, I think I was very proud of that, just for the actions part of it and also just like the, the story part of it too.
2: Okay. Um, I have a particular favorite scene of yours where it was just like, uh, and I know it's not really everybody's favorite scene, to be honest, because um, I know this scene is prob- probably the last thing people thought of. Um, it was kind of the scene where they kind of had like this uh, hy- hyena gathering where it's <laughs> like they picked the one they have to eat yeah. for the whole last year. And I was like, oh, just a whole last year, really? So,
1: but <laughs> i saw some people like and that's one of the things on reddit i saw where people were like i can't believe they did this i'm just like why like it's like they're they're hyenas and they're villains in the in the movie why can't they do something like this i don't i don't know i just thought that like well maybe maybe i missed it what was your question about it <laughs> oh
2: well it's well this one it's i i guess like um how did you feel particularly in this scene? Because it's technically kind of canon. Yeah. Um, like, did did you have your own feelings on this scene, or what? What was your thought process?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna be shocked about it because, like, it's like cannibalism. They're like, oh, let's let's eat this. Let's eat. Th- we're gonna do this whole ritual where we choose which one we're gonna eat. And in my knowledge of hyenas, they are scavengers, and they're like, I guess. Story-wise, even in the original Lion King, they're trying to, like, boost that up in a way where they're always looking for food. They're, like, kind of starving without the elbow scar. So I guess in the story, and like th- in this story, which, like, takes place, like, in like in the backgrounds, um, that's an option that they have. They have a whole bunch of hyenas. Why aren't we eating one of them? Or, like, <laughs> like I'm not saying it's right. But they're also not heroes. Yep. So, yeah. So, like... I,
0: the thing is literally uh,
1: called Disney villains. I mean, I don't yeah. know what we expected.
2: I was going to say, like, as, a, as somebody who's been following this um, this Lion King lore and uh, the whole movies and et cetera and et cetera, like, honestly, even with Lion Guard, I've, I've seen all three seasons for people mm-hmm. out there. Don't come after me. I know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> But um, honestly, when I saw this scene, I I honestly could realistically see this, see them doing this, to be honest, and even seeing this being a ceremony, because it's like, you know, it's you know, you've been banished for one area for so long and then yeah. you have many resources. Is it of your kind? Yes. But, you know, girl got to eat.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the queen is not a good it's not a good character. Uh, it's good character written. But like. I was gonna say not a good person, but not a person also. Um the Queen is not a good character, so it's a villain. It's a it's Scar's villain, so it's like it's a villain of a villain, so it's gonna be a lot of like evil stuff going on. So yeah.
2: Yeah. Like that that honestly that whole girl dinner ceremony scene that they got going on is just my yeah. favorite. <laughs>
0: Well hearing us talk about this actually raises another question I wanted to ask. Like obviously, you know, hearing how it worked with you and the, the writer of this thing, I'm genuinely curious what was the, the hardest scene for you to translate from Chuck Jones into your vision? Chuck Jones. Who Not, said Chuck Brown? That's what I said I said Chuck's vision. I didn't say Chuck Jones. Oh, yeah. But
1: I hear. um What was Maybe so I'm always going back to the first one, but like I think just because the first one was probably like the biggest hurdle I had to get over.
0: Okay.
1: Before I before I got into it, but like Scar has like a like a concussion dream like in the first one.
2: No. And,
1: and it's like it has to be like all like like dreamy and like and, and, and crazy and so I think the colorist really helped with like like selling that because maybe it's just me uh, like just drawing the um the line work, but you're trying to as you're drawing you're trying to figure out how is this gonna come across as dreamy it's just in black and white like i uh, hope to you, you, you and the colors have to be on the same page even though i never spoke a word to the colors either so it's like we have to something has to come out of this and it did and i loved it so much i think um that was probably the hardest because lion king doesn't have a lot of like does it not a lot of psychedelic like things going on or like
0: I mean, I think are, the, I, I think the most psychedelic thing would be seeing Mufasa in the sky more. Than
1: yeah, you know.
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, would yeah, say,
1: yeah. arguably speaking, yeah. Yeah, in the most literal sense, yes. <laughs> but like, um, I don't know. There's like eyes in the sky that was like was like the the scene direction, and it's like okay, let's put these eyes in the sky, and it's like oh, everything's like jagged and everything's like like breaking apart. I was like oh, let's do this, and I think that that was probably one of the biggest ones. Honestly, and then also like trying to get the elephant graveyard right, or like like trying trying to translate that, and also I didn't I did each. I'm not sure this was like giving away like how they operate or anything like that. But it's like I didn't know this the next story before I worked on it. Okay, so I would get I would get done one, uh, have like a scene set up, and then it was like the next one comes out. And maybe it wasn't exactly like uh like set up the way the previous one ended, mm-hmm. but I tried to like adjust it in a way where it still makes sense um so like I think just like some some disconnects there, but even then I try to ask them as much as many questions as I could just to like be on the same page as everybody um right I, like I think after like after I do that and then also get the answers that I need. I try my, I, I, whenever you do anything in art, at least me, I try my best, i would try my <laughs> best and I'll, I'll put my, my blood, sweat and tears into these, into these pages and hopefully everything comes out the way it's supposed to. And for the most part, for the system that we had, I think everything came out so good. <laughs> like, I don't know how any other processes go, but I think that the fact that like it came out as good as it did and like I was happy with it, um, I have no complaints Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I was going to say, tipsy, do you have any more questions? I know you're probably brimming with them.
2: (laughs) Yes, actually I have many. Okay. Um, (laughs) But I promise, I guess this is my last one. Um, So how did you feel about like that ending scene from issue four? Where it, it, it ended. um, You know, I, Cause uh I guess for those who haven't read issue four yet, or if you're seeing this part of the video. We get spoiler right been, here.
0: <laughs> you have been warned.
2: Spoilers. Um so it's this scene where Scar kind of pushes off the queen
0: mm-hmm.
2: from the well, from the cliff and uh she gets run over, mm-hmm. right? But uh not with a car, obviously. But <laughs> um but then she just got up and she's like, um, "I didn't, I didn't die." And he's like, "Oh yeah," and just all, all of these guys just ganging up yeah. on the rest of them. And I'm like, "Damn, they, they technically got eaten alive."
1: This is dark. It is dark, but also I think in the canon way of it is the fact that like this is the first time he. Pushes someone. So this is the first time he pushes someone off of a cliff, and then they get ran over by wildebeests. So it's like, it not, like this when he does it in the movie. That's the second time he's done it. So like he knows that it's a there's a method to it, even though it didn't work the first time. Worked the second time. Mm-hmm. So the first time he had help with the vultures, and they came in. And I think I, I love that part of the story so much because like I like callbacks. Like I like something like happens in happens in the story, and it's like, oh, we set this up, and then. It comes back later and like even when i was reading it i was like oh yeah yeah that'll, that'll work out but like in retrospect but kind of not retrospect because this comes after i wish there was vultures in the actual lion king movie <laughs> like i know these are like new, i know these are like new characters but like now am like as i'm drawing them and as like i was look, reading them through the story i was like wow i wish these like were like i wish i wish they were based off of somebody yeah. Uh, like, like from the originals because like they're like Scar's friends and then like I'm reading this I'm like why aren't they in the movie why aren't they Scar's friends anymore like but I guess he makes no friends he's a villain yeah. uh, everybody's just everybody's just an associate Very but um how I felt about that I think uh it buttoned up the the story in a way that where it can continue into the, the actual Lion King story where he has a previous like knowledge of pushing people off cliffs <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say like um that trick didn't work on the first time, but maybe it's because of the angle, or maybe yeah. she's so, you know, because you know, old bitter bitches kind of live longer. <laughs> <say>. <laughs> either,
1: either that or the, like the, like there wasn't a huge Hans Zimmer score in the background of it.
0: Ah, uh, that's what was yeah. missing. <laughs> that that's might be fair. it.
1: Unless you play it while you're reading it, and if you are, you're very dedicated.
0: <laughs> well, I, mean, I, I mean, actually played that. Uh, I was yeah. gonna, I was gonna say, have you seen the Lion King's fan out there? When well, I'm sure, yeah. they, I'm sure they probably made their own scores as they were reading it. Okay.
1: I would love to hear them. That's a. I would really love to hear it. Actually, yeah. Like, even while I'm drawing, I like I listen to a lot of scores and, and music like that while I'm drawing. So I, lo- I, lo- I would love that.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Now, I mean, obviously, this was a, a good. Solo story dedicated for the Lion King Scar. I mean, you have fun time with that. But hearing that this was kind of the first time that Dynamics had an opportunity to work with these Disney villains, it, I, I have mm-hmm. a question for you. I mean, obviously it was cool to work with Scar, but if there's a Disney villain out there that you would love to have kind of a mini story like this that you'd love to have an opportunity to illustrate, is there a particular villain that you have in mind that you would love to just, you know, expand on their story?
1: Yes, there is. Oh, Isma. Isma, yes. Isma yes because like you don't know much about her she's old so she has she has a life yeah <laughs> like she has a life ahead of like i mean behind her um and i know that there is i'm not sure like for the emperor's new groove it was originally another movie i think called the kingdom of the sun mm. yeah and it was a very like i guess more i guess more dramatic less like comedic type of movie and i want to know what they did with that and like maybe like base a little bit off of that because she had like she had like a whole song in the original uh movie and i i would want to go back to that and like try to fit that into like an origin story or something like it's like i feel like there's a story in there and i would love to draw it
0: i mean considering how old Isma is that could be at least like a what a good 20 issue 20 30 50 issues right there so you'd have plenty of <laughs> work
1: yeah if we start from birth let's start from birth <laughs> yeah i think so
0: Oh uh, goodness! No, that would be really cool to see, kind of uh, more of an experience on that. For me personally, like I know it's kind of that they, they kind of have an origin already, but the, the what was it the 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 guy from Treasure Planet that with the one. I think that
1: um, um John Silver. I was just yeah, about John to say Silva. that. John Silver.
0: Yeah, that'd be a good yeah. one to see, kind of like the backstory and how like he got to this point or whatnot.
1: Yeah, like that would be good too. I think about the time frame that I would have to draw, and he has very intricate like pieces of like equipment he has like a hook and a leg and everything the arm i was like i would love to draw it there's probably a lot of like there's a lot of lore behind there i there's a lot
0: i feel like if you were to do something like that though i feel like it'd be best if he was the narrator for it, and he was a completely unreliable narrator making these like tall tales about how he got like his certain attachments or
1: whatnot he definitely should have like that or like some like some kind of even even not like a origin story just like some kind of like adventures of John Silver like show or, or something like that like before he meets um, Jim Hawkins or something like that I think there's so many untapped um ways that Disney has already that they're going for like all the like low-hanging fruit they're going for like let's do a live-action Lion King yep. they have so much other stuff that they could just like make I like they always make like they're remaking these other these um these live action Lion Kings and the Beauty and the Beast where they if they remade some of their less like um financially successful things they could bring a new life to it yes. like remake re- remake Treasure Planet if you're gonna remake anything remake Atlantis so make it like Avatar or something like that and put some money into it and like. I don't know. It could be so big. I have so many ideas. They could be so big.
0: I said, hell, I'd like uh, to see. I would like to see a live-action Black Cauldron. Just seeing that, like kind of like fairy tale, like yeah. to life. That'd be interesting to yeah. see. Yeah.
1: If if they did it, I'm like, I'm not sure how. Like, I'm, I know people know about that, but I know it's not like one of the most popular ones. But like. That could be really good. It could be really scary, too. If they actually put like some like effort into making it scary, really good Halloween movie, I think.
0: Exactly, exactly. Tipsy, I'm curious for you now, if you could have an opportunity to make this like scar-like story that we've been talking about and whatnot with one of the Disney villains, who would you want to tinker around with?
2: Oh, um, honestly? Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> well, not Jesus, but like, um... <laughs> Um, I would say probably like, um, it's kind of hard cause he kind of took mine, but, <laughs> <The> Yzma. <laughs> but not Yzma though, no, like Scar, cause That's honestly, he would, yeah, but, um, if I had to pick anybody else, I guess it would have to be like, um, I, w- I would say honestly, like two, two answers, Cruella and hmm. the other one. Um, I I would even say probably a prequel of Lion King, like The Hyenas 2. because it's mm. like there's so much going on. Like, what what? How the fuck is it called an Elephant Graveyard? Where the fuck did you come from with that? Yeah, like there there's that. so much lore that they're not explaining. Mm.
1: As I say, it's untapped. They could do a lot of stuff with it. They
2: could. They could do a lot of stuff, but they're just choosing. They're just choosing the cash cow way.
0: I mean, to be fair, I think at least for a first one, Scar was a good choice. I mean, more than anything else. Sure. I, oh,
2: absolutely. Respect. I Same. was like, honestly, I remember when I was coming from UPS, because I had to drop something off merch-wise, um, and I remember coming into the um, the Joker's Bog. that's the name of the comic store, and... I saw that there was a Scar comic. I kind of looked around dumbfounded. I was like, is is this canon? <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> not if it's real. Not if I'm losing my mind. No, not if I'm healthy enough to where I'm not, like, you know, high as hell, but, like, is this canon? And I just remember opening that book, flipping the pages, and I was like, it's real.
0: Yep, yep, yep.
2: And how, like, interesting the story came about and how like so on point the characters are even at their worst i was just like yeah yeah i appreciate this book a lot
0: absolutely i mean i i can imagine like getting the opportunity to work on this and even then just like really going all in when it comes to just thinking of your art journey as a whole like Uh does it amaze you how far you've been able to come along as an artist where you get these incredible opportunities like this
1: Yes, it does, and like I said, like this one even seems like kind of like someone was the, the throwing me a bone, like someone was like not like not like throwing me a bone, like it was like oh here like, here have this, but it's like someone like threw something at me and it was like oh here have this, and I was and when I had it in my hand I was like oh wow this is like really like valuable and like thank you for this because nothing had like happened like that before. I would like have like relationships like business relationships with people talk to them for a little bit and then they'll be like oh i had this idea this one was literally like out of the blue one day somebody dm me and say like, hey do you want to, work, want to work on a project yes uh and then they got more details and i couldn't believe it so i do believe that one day this would have happened didn't know it was going to happen so soon very um appreciative of it and then the way it happened it was so amazing yeah. i don't know this is stuff they make movies about. Honestly, <laughs> well, <laughs> so, hey, maybe one day we'll be seeing the the Trevor
0: Fraley movie and seeing he just these incredible opportunities coming once in a while. All I'm saying is, if that opportunity does come, we're available for cameos. Just saying. Okay.
1: <laughs> I would I would love for that to happen. I have ideas in my head all the time. the The first story, the first part of the movie is going to be about me drawing a, a perspective barefoot.
0: Okay, there you my are. mom
1: says a lot, so we'll see. <laughs> I already got the the prologue.
0: Well, there you go. I mean, even then, like, thinking about those cool ideas like that and thinking about all this stuff, I mean, we've been having a good conversation so far about the incredible art you've been able to have a hand in. But for this next question, if I may, what if I give you more or less the dream scenario? Let's say I am Big Shot Mr. Moneybags. I come to you, I'm like, look, Trevor, we know you can do some s- sensational stuff. We saw what you've been able to do, not just with lying with with Scar, but the stuff you've done well beforehand. We think there's something there. You just need a little extra push, a little extra platform to get you to that point. We have access to anyone and everyone in whatever industry possible, and more money than there should be possible. We really should be making sure that the animators—I mean, that the, their contracts come out soon. We should probably get them paid. We'll focus on them a little bit. Right now, we are focusing on you and you alone. If given this opportunity, what would be the dream Trevor Fraley project?
1: Okay, so I've had this idea knocking around in my brain for a long time. Ooh. Like around since like 2017. I can't get too much details about it because if I do, it'll never get done. Okay. So I had to keep it, I had to keep a little bit to my chest. But like, it's, um, I had this like sci fi idea that I I want to make as a, um, uh, uh, a graphic novel. But the dream scenario is it to be a full animated movie right like
0: okay. and it's
1: like it's, it's something that i've been thinking about for a long time like with kids in, kids in space i know it's like a lot of people are doing like stuff with kids who are in space and it's like something that starts out very just like science fiction and then eventually very quickly turns into something like science fantasy so let's say like something interstellar turns into something that's star wars so yeah. something like that and also a little bit of steven universe influence kicked in there okay so Okay. So it's can't give away too much but i would love for that to be an animated film uh i guess right now i'll start with it being like a graphic novel and i know a lot of people will say don't do a comic or graphic novel thinking it's going to be uh, a film i'm just going to be like no i am i'm going to think that and i'm going to do something like that and because the fact that it, what happened with um namona like yes. recently the, the, that's the dream that's the dream that's the dream like to, even the, to have like that one thing you make money, And then you make money from that, and then a studio's like, hey, we want to make a movie out of that. Amazing. I would love that so much. That's my dream scenario, to make an animated film, and I'm the person who created the story for it, the designs for it, and my, my imprint is on it, and people like it, at least like it.
0: I mean, to be fair, it would not be the first time that people have brought up space on this po- podcast yeah. in the first place. Uh, hearing even just, like, the little teases that you have right there, I'm fully intrigued, and I definitely want to see more of this when you have the opportunity, because that that sounds really cool.
1: I have some I I? have some sketches of it on on my website, just, like, sketches I've done over the years. Like, okay. a lot of it's changed since then, but, like, stories completely changed since I started it. Characters have switched around, but, like, I'm still in the process of writing it. This is one of the longest things I've ever been like trying to like get off the ground, but eventually, within, within I'll say within the next five years, it'll be something.
0: Um, I mean, you know, hey, well, speaking of that, if I may, sadly we gotta get down from the dream scenario. We gotta get back yeah. to reality, and I'll ask the back ever reality. oh there goes gravity, and I'll ask mm-hmm. the ever <laughs> so generic question: Where do you hope to see yourself say five to ten years from now? 5 to 10? Yeah, 5 to 10.
1: I hope to be someone someone else's influence. Okay. I hope to to be to have something under my belt where like I worked on the line I worked on Scar. I worked on Dirty Villain Scar but I hope to have something that's completely my own uh, that's out there and is high profile enough. I know that everybody wants like fame and fortune but it's like I just want the name to be out there. Like because I know, we talked about it earlier, <laughs> like, my name's out there, but, like, it's spelled wrong on Google. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I would I would love for it, like, to be spelled right on Google, and also be a name that's recognized for, if not one, a couple of different stories. Like, I don't want to, like, it's amazing how people can just think of, like, Stephen King, they know, like, his stories and know stuff like that. Or, um, I don't know any other director Tarantino, Scorsese and stuff like that. These are all like directors and, and writers and stuff like that. I want to be something similar. Okay. Like to have have like a world or stories that like come out and it's like, "Oh, we're waiting for the next Trevor Fraley thing." So that would be where I want to see myself then.
0: That's a That's a good thing to aspire for more than anything else. I mean, really. Yeah. I mean having knowing that you have an impact on someone one way or another for the stuff that you put a lot of heart and soul into I, I mean that's a lot of I can imagine a lot of creators that's like their ultimate dream that's something that I've always like kind of hope for when it comes to this podcast hopefully the the stuff that i'm presenting the incredible artists that i get to bring on board and have them talk about their stories like hopefully stories like this inspire other artists to go out there and like really create in one way or another that's something that i've Mm -hmm. always kind of hoped with this podcast so trust me when i say i i totally get where you're coming from and i sincerely hope you get the opportunity to really inspire people like really
1: thank you you too thank you we all we all accomplish these things
0: (laughs) yes as we start to wind down the podcast, I just have one last question I want to ask you. Obviously you've been deeply entrenched in art for as long as you can remember, starting with that that the you know, the bear figure or whatnot that you were talking about in the first place.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How important is art, not just for you, but for the world as a whole?
1: It's important on it's 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 so important, just like on a conscious level and a subconscious level. It's something that uh AI cannot replicate mm-hmm. without us. And it's something that's needed, even if people don't think they need it. Because once like, people get something that's so manufactured, uh, like a, a Frankenstein's monster of uh, art from other people, and it's so bad, they'll realize it's like, oh, these were actually people making these things. And I think that's what's important. It's one of the most important things in the world for people, if they know it or not.
0: Beautifully worded, wonderfully worded, if I do say so myself. Um, Thank you. That is all the questions that I have for you. Tipsy, do you have one last question for Trevor, or do you want to get to the the the, the fun? You know, letting Trevor know how awesome he is.
2: Um. Well, I do have one question, um, but I guess um, I guess to make it short and sweet, um, did you expect that comic to come out? The same time as um, Disney is celebrating their hundred years in animation.
1: I never thought about it until you just said it. <laughs> I never it never that never crossed my mind <laughs> until right now. Like I've known both things happened in the same year. Never did it cross my mind. That's crazy. <laughs> Let's hope that it like isn't the zeitgeist like that. When the people mention this, I'm like, oh that came out the same year as a hundred year anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All
1: That's that's even crazier than I thought it was.
0: Hmm. I mean, hey, if this, it, it just shows how much of an impact the stuff you've had a, uh, a hand in is now going to have an influence on Lord knows how many people in the future. Um, oh, boy. That's crazy. <laughs> but like I said, that's all the questions that we have for you. Um, we've already showered you with a whole bunch of praise, but we want to share with you a little bit more because it's our podcast. We we'll do what we want. Um, Tipsy, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first?
2: Uh, you go first because I'm the best and I save for less.
0: <laughs> well, I will just bluntly say right off the bat that Trevor, I, I was not really aware of your stuff before Tipsy introduced me to your stuff, but ever since I've been able to really immerse myself in it and really absorb what you've been able to present, like it's... it's it's really inspired me more than anything else was just how much you've been able to really put out there and all the different styles you've been able to really absorb and like put out getting these incredible opportunities and hearing your experiences with these opportunities really gives me a new level of respect for you and what you do. Like, trust me, the level, the the respect was already very high. So like, it's just through the roof at this point, there's a hole in my ceiling and the rain's coming in. Um, (laughs) But regardless, like it's incredible to know that like, even throughout all this, like hearing how surreal it even is for you and how much it really means to you. Like it just gives me a new level of love for what you do. And I, I'm seriously going to be one of the people that, you know, you already got a good big people now that love and respect what you do. You got another one that's definitely going to keep rooting for you every single step of the way, excited to see what you're going to be putting out there next. I definitely want to see the next Trevor Fraley project one way or another. I'm definitely going to be excited to see what you're going to be doing from here on out.
1: Thank you so much. Appreciate that a lot.
0: Of course. And now Tipsy.
2: You're so cool. <laughs> oh,
1: <hot. laughs> that says a lot. Thank you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, in all seriousness, you are cool. But um in all seriousness, like um first of all, thank you for joining this podcast and like getting a Discord just for us. Like yeah. <laughs> learn something <laughs> yeah. new all the time yeah but um it, it really it really is cool to be able to talk to you and actually checking out your work your work is very amazing and even talking to you right now um, uh, with knowing what we know like it's the same with not like there is a there's a, like you had my respect but like the respect level just went off the fucking roof right here um you should, really, you, should,
0: you should really get into, like, roof investment services or whatnot to prevent yeah. this kind of stuff.
1: <laughs> I can make a killing.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I was going to say, like, um, and just to, like, I find it very inspirational because you would hear these type of stories. You would hear more success stories about people who have to move to another state like California just to get these opportunities or other countries you have you hear people just having, like, uh, just just basically going to very prestigious schools and getting the opportunities off the bat. But just hearing somebody from you know from Jersey out of all places because you you and I know it's not a very like artsy party yeah. type of state. Not really. No, it's not. But um, just hearing that and the many amazing uh, opportunities you had. it it gives it gives people like me like very hopeful eyes and i can imagine any younger viewers watching this who are probably in the same predicament whether it's like ohio or like uh or even like the same jersey or any type of living situation where it's not great and stuff like it gives hope it gives hope to people like us, and I just want to say um, we appreciate you so much.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, too. Thank Absolutely. you.
0: Now, if people want to know exactly why we're gushing all about these incredible things and stuff like that, go ahead and plug yourself for the people at home.
1: Okay, so I am Illus Trevor on everything, I believe. Uh, Twitter, not X. Um, Instagram, Facebook. as Illus Trevor's I-L-L-U-S... T-R-E-V-O-R and uh, yeah I think that's everything I think that's on everything and if not just type in my name on Google and it will be wrong but you'll get there
0: <laughs> and if nothing else if you missed any links I'll be sure to have them in the description below to get you covered more than anything else
1: Okay. Yes.
0: Um, do you have any final words before we sign off
1: Uh, no thank you so much for having me uh, I appreciate this so much it was, it was great talking to you both um, and I'm honored it, it's, thank
0: you it's been an honor to talk to you more than anything else um yes and tipsy do you have any final words before we sign off
2: yes um yes they're keeping me here in the basement and i have no food or water here and with this, that all i have let's say is for the podcast. people at... <laughs> help. and all i have left to say is for the
0: people at home help. hey artists <laughs> help
2: they're making me do animation Sorry. as a job <laughs> Thank you so much for sticking around
0: to the end. If this is your first time listening, I greatly do appreciate it. This was a fantastic chat that I am so grateful to have with Tipsy and with Trevor. Uh, Trevor, if you've gotten up to this point, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. You were seriously one of the coolest people we had an opportunity to chat with, Um, and it just makes me excited to see what you got going on next, man. And Tipsy, if you've gotten up to this point, thank you for joining me for this episode. I know I kind of didn't have a choice whenever we booked him. <laughs> I, I'm joking. I'm joking. It was. I was more than happy to have you on. I was so grateful that you were there to share that enthusiasm for what Trevor was doing. And for those that have been keeping track, obviously there's a certain thing that I hadn't brought up until now. But for those that uh, do not know, the campaign for the evil little thing should be over by now. Thank you to everyone that contributed. Um, I know we didn't really get too close to the $25,000 goal that we set for ourselves, but the money that we did make is more than necessary. The money that we did make is absolutely needed so that we can go forth, pay the proper people, and really jumpstart getting this project done. Um, I got to commend Tipsy more than anything else. She really busted her ass trying to get the word out there, trying to do what she can to really let people know about this and really do what she can to, to, to make this a reality. Um, that's something that I always love and commend about her, and that's why I'm always going to be supporting her. Um, so a- anyone that was able to contribute or at least spread the word, even just doing that, you genuinely did help immensely, and we cannot thank you enough. I mean, seeing how this thing is already shaping up, it has me excited, especially now that we have a little bit of a budget. It makes me excited to see what we can do from here on out, uh, figuring out what stories we're going to be telling with this fun little idea, the incredible cast and crew we've already amassed ahead of time. You guys, if you haven't been keeping up with who's been on board with this project, you guys are missing out. We have some really top-notch quality talent being a part of this. Um, it makes me excited for what's going to happen next. Scared? I'm immensely scared of what's going to happen next. But I'm excited nevertheless. And I sincerely hope that for those that were able to contribute, um, we hope that we can live up to your expectations and then so. But until that time happens, we're just going to keep the good times rolling. Which is ironic, because so in fact, I just got back from New Orleans. <laughs> now, uh, we're going to definitely keep the, the good interviews coming along. I have some fun chat for you guys to, to round off the end of the year and even to start off the new year. God, is it, is it just me or is it just insane that we're like right there towards the end? It blows my mind. But regardless, thank you guys for all the love and support so far. Whether it's for the podcast or whether it's for the evil little thing. Uh, We cannot tell you how much that we love and appreciate every little bit that you guys give to this. Any little bit that you can continue to give, please do. Anything would be greatly appreciated.
2: Otherwise, keep up the incredible work that you guys are doing.